Hey everyone, good morning. My name is Rachie Ward and you are popping into the Teach Better Today morning show with Katie Miglin in the house. We are streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn, as well as this episode becoming an episode on the Teach Better Talk podcast, which we appreciate you listening on. Make sure you go subscribe, rate, and review because that is how people get in contact like with new podcasts. They see that people are subscribing and rating and reviewing Teach Better Talk. And then it is a suggestion for other educators. So thank you for those of you who have chosen to support us in that way. We are going to be right back because I'm wearing jeans. everyone. We hope you're having an amazing day. Katie, I, I don't mean to be awkward, but, but look, I'm wearing jeans. <laughs> look, the fact that you're wearing jeans is not awkward, but what you just did there was, what am I supposed to do? Like awkwardly get up and be like, look. Why is this national jean day? Did I miss it? Uh, I have no idea if it's national jean day, but I just felt like, I don't know. I want people to know that I'm like dressed and alive and it's Monday and I feel really successful. Oh. Good job. Yeah, I'm not wearing jeans. It's, it's Monday. I feel like jeans are, I, oh my God, we cannot get into a jean conversation for work. I guess this is like taking some, I'm just saying, I got these jeans on Amazon. They were $22 and they're like the most high-waisted pair of jeans on the planet. Like I'm pretty sure from like the crotch to the button is as long as the legs. Like, oh my gosh. It's it's like you the- out. Just imagine me wearing those right now. <laughs> if you are a teacher or if you're in our teach better community and you're, I mean, I'm not judging, but most likely a female because these are female jeans and you want the most high-waisted mom jeans ever and they're not tight. They're like kind of nice and loose and cozy. Uh, it feels like I'm wearing sweatpants, but if somebody like walked into my office abruptly, I like wouldn't be embarrassed because I am wearing jeans. These are the I best like- jeans of all time. I like how you said walked into my office abruptly as though it's not your own home. <laughs> like if they like ran in and was like, where are you dressed? I'd be like, yep. I just, for those of you who are unsure, that literally will never happen because we're in our own house. So if someone does that, it's because they're breaking in, not because they've been invited. Yeah. I mean, but people like might find out where I live and then they want to say hi, want to be a feature on the show. I don't know. Yeah, those things never happen, but okay. Um, okay, so Ray's wearing jeans. Props to Ray. Ray, you were... I also, want to, I also want to give a shout out to the garbage man who's picking up the trash right now. Hey, garbage man. Thanks, um, dude. This has been a solid three and a half minutes of nothingness, but... Whoa, you- whoa. I just advertised an Amazon jean for $22. I don't know how you're talking about this not being done. That's true. That's true. It comes in like a hundred colors too, but I went with like the medium blue. Okay. Um, not to say that this topic hasn't been invigorating, but you had another equally invigorating conversation you really wanted to discuss today. I want to, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry guys that the beginning of the show is, just us blabbing, but um, I want, I'm playing a prank on Matt 
currently that I am go like I'm going to get my hair cut today and I'm playing a prank on him that I'm gonna dye my hair blonde. That's so horrifying. Yeah, I keep horrifying. For so for like the last what is it, three days since Friday, four days, I've been sending him random Pinterest pictures of blonde like examples of what I might want to dye my hair. So I think I'm going blonde. Okay. I look forward to this. Um, I also, okay. I have a question. You know, we, we like to pose questions to our community and have them solve the dilemmas of our lives. At what age is it okay for a child to get their hair dyed? Ooh, 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 ooh. This is, that's controversial. I know, but I just don't know like what's the average because here's why. So I grew up with, like, my aunt is a hairstylist. So I grew up with my aunt doing my hair all the time. The biggest reason was always, like, the earlier you start, the more you'll do it. And it damages your hair, essentially. So that was always the reason I was told no. But my five-year-old, I took her to get her haircut last week. And our hairstylist has a had, like, a blue section in her hair. And Stella, my like spunky girly girl was like, I want that in my hair. And I was like, no, A, I'm not paying for it right now. B, we don't have the time and C, no. And she was adamant. I mean, she was like, I'm not leaving until she does my hair. And I was like, well, good news. And you're living here because you're getting your butt in the car. But then I was like, I don't know that she'll ever get it done until like for, for a long time. But she wanted rainbow streaks in her hair and I was like I don't even know when I would say yes to this I think there's a difference between something like okay here's the problem with this conversation is we have members of our community that have dyed their hair like purple and pink and blue and it looks so good on them as a result I have no idea how they like I I literally am so envious I'm thinking of like three ambassadors right now that I'm like, teach me how to be cool like you. Cause I like, and the issue is not the color. Like I had no, I had no cares about like, it's a color. No, no. But what I was going to say is like, because she's so young and because her mindset can change instantaneously, it feels a little different for, I would be like Stella put in a clip in like there's those clip ins or even the semi-permanent clip ins. For yes. somebody who's young. Yes. Shout out to our hairstylist who that like she saw the writing on the wall and she was like, hey, Stella, I will get you some tinsel, which is very popular right now. It's like the glittery little clips. <clears throat> She's like, next time you come in, I will put some colorful tinsel in your hair. And I was like, um, how long does that last? And she's like, it can last as long as you want, like a month, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, perfect. That was a good happy medium. But I it got me thinking, like, if she was blank number of years would I have said yes if the time you know if we had the time they had the time all that oh I I think it depends it still depends like I know in high school we dyed a streak of our hair pink was it for October breast cancer awareness it was for breast cancer awareness I was super ignorant though because for my hair and the people that I was with, we had to bleach it first. And I didn't yeah. process the fact that like when you bleach your hair, you, you ruin it. It's like permanent. Like you can't, it's not like dyeing your hair and then it fades, but we did like the inside. It was like right here. So it was like not a big deal when it was like a streak. 
Um, but I know people that dye, like I have dyed my hair now and I do it to like cover gray. So I feel like that's right. I mean, yeah, like adults have a billion reasons that they dye their hair and I totally like respect that. I dye mine too, but I just was like, I don't know about, I have like two girls who like know that I get my hair color. They know a lot of their friends, you know, like family members, like people get their hair colored at what point would I say yes? Please tell me how to parent. Drop it in the comments. Yeah, I think I do think it depends on what they want. If it's a natural, like you have two blonde, gorgeous girls, if they wanted to put in like a little bit of an undertone or whatever, so like still was a natural vibe, okay. I think I'd say yes earlier than if they wanted to like dye their hair red. And that would feel like a more aggressive decision you think it depends too on the permanent versus semi-permanent because we know people have like dyed their kids hair and it lasts for like three weeks like so many washes yeah so that's the part that, for me that that is a huge difference because i know that my colorist that i go to like does a gloss and then only dyes my hair in the permanent sense like once or twice a year to be honest with you, I have no idea what the difference is because it always looks the same and I always feel like it fades. So I'm just completely ignorant. But she claims that like doing it in that way keeps your hair healthier. So for me, it's like you want the kids hair to stay healthy. And I don't I think a semi permanent is probably the way to go more often than not, even as adults sometimes. But. Okay, well, we look forward to your comments. If you came on here for some education stuff, we are going to jump into that. No, right wait, wait why i thought we were talking about uh dyeing our hair blue and purple and just run the commercial. Oh, commercial okay. time Com right, okay commercial time but like we do want to read those comments to teach better today morning show where we are live every single morning monday through friday at 7 a.m eastern we're very happy you're here i am eager to get into team talk because i really don't understand what katie's notes are about what we should be talking about today and i'm so excited and slightly nervous so my notes say leaving your classroom and no, then no, I no no that's not what it says it says leaving the walls of your classroom which I was trying to like understand. Well, originally I had this early this morning leaving your classroom and I was like, no, 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 we're not talking about like the mass exodus of education. And so then I added the walls and now I'm realizing that didn't make sense either. It doesn't. And when you say leaving your classroom, like, are you talking like at the end of the day? Do you mean permanently? No, I'm okay. So we talked the other day about collaboration, which was a great conversation, but was today- was it a great conversation because I was there? A great conversation. You felt yeah. like the comments were really good. What, what was so great? It was just great. Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend checking out that episode if you haven't. Hmm. Um, but today I was like, okay, there are a lot of educators and 
this this came like to thought the other day i was out with some friends who are all educators and the idea of like staying in your classroom getting work done so what i mean by that is you come in in the morning you set up your classroom you teach x number of hours you eat lunch at your desk so that you can get caught up like you know check email grades whatever rearrange your desks get ready for the afternoon teach and then essentially like pack up clean up your room and then head out and I started to think through, that's not my jam. You know that. Like you called me out so many times because I would live in the hallway talking to people, like socializing all the time. And I was notorious for Katie taking was, up home. Yeah. Katie was the kid that like would do anything to leave. Like she'd be like, can I go to the bathroom? Can I go to my locker? Can I? But like she was the teacher. So it was a problem. Like there was never a time that Katie was actually in her room. It was like such an like... ADHD issue. It was. I I mean, this is true. I always got in trouble for being social in school and it continued throughout my adulthood. But like, it's such an opposite perspective for me to think through like, <laughs> to, like, honestly, like being productive in a day, because I went in every day thinking, I've got 20 minutes before my next door neighbor shows up before we're going to start talking. So like, I'm going to get something done then and then plan. Okay. We don't have team meeting. I'm going to shut my door and force myself to get something done. Like I had to tell myself to stay in my classroom. I had to do the opposite, but so many other people come in and they're like, my contract is from eight to three or seven 30 to whatever, you know, like whatever your time is. And they're like, I'm utilizing every minute of the day. And I, I'm not here to say whether that's right or wrong. But I also want to know, Ray, I feel like you were in like the middle of this. Like you totally socialize, but you're also super productive. If you are someone that never leaves your classroom, how isolating that could feel. I want to know your thoughts. Because to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'd be so saddled. I'd have no one to talk to. But other people are like, yeah, but I don't take anything home and I can live my best life when I get home. So like yeah. you're a middle person, teach me the ways. What are your no. thoughts? It's a really interesting observation. I do want to challenge our community to continuously, especially as you continue to connect with the team and get more involved in our network. It is my belief that teachers should not take things home. That is just my belief. doesn't matter what you teach. doesn't matter age. And if you are a teacher bringing a lot of work home, I would love a meeting with you, a, a phone call, a Zoom. I'll buy you a coffee. I would love to figure out how to adjust a few minor things to help you not have that because I think that makes an enormous difference in your just life balance. Of yeah, like your overall well-being. Yes, it does. However, I know a lot of people that take work home and find a balance. Katie, you're a great example of somebody. I just, I could never do it. And if you're struggling with it, please let's hop on a call and brainstorm. However, um, I, I do think I found some middle in this because I was somebody who, if I was open to having visitors, my door was open. And if I needed to focus on something, my door was closed. And, and if you're Katie Miglin, you just walked in the closed room. <laughs> I was going to say, most people respected that except for Katie, who would just like loudly enter the room at any time. Hey, Ray, it's 630. I got to work early today. What are you doing? <laughs> That's that exactly what it was. Like I would get to work at 6.30. We didn't start like eight o'clock is when you had to like responsibilities. I would get like a solid 45 minutes in. And then Katie would be like, I'm here. 
hold on I still have a half an hour like and she'd be like so I'm here and my coffee's like in hand how are you what are you working on <laughs> this is true my name is Katie and I have a problem I do think it's a balance though because the best years I had teaching were the ones that I had colleagues that I was social with yeah. But I also needed to find a way to be productive at school because I wasn't bringing things home. I think the balance is using some sort of system to organize that time. Like I did know by the time it hit 7.15, I was going to start getting interrupted and I was welcoming of that versus if somebody came in at 6.45, I'd be like, hey, I have things to do. So I think finding a little bit of structure when you're open to that. I also think there's a balance of teachers sometimes work through lunch, which again, I know it's so hard or they're working through plan period, which is, you know, bittersweet. Um, I think a lot of it is understanding how you can be most productive. There were some days during lunch when I knew I was in a productive mood and I could make that good choice to do that. And other times where I knew being social was going to benefit me as a person, as a teacher to fuel me. And maybe it's a little bit of a schedule where you say, hey, three days this week, I'm going to be social. And two days, I'm going to stay in my room. You can make the call in the moment. But knowing that you're going to split it up that way. I I wonder if like having some of that balance. Yeah, that balance would be helpful. I think that was something I was really hungry for. Um, I want to shout out to, we worked with a few different teachers, um, like a whole team I know specifically, they were really productive like Monday through Thursday so they might have eaten lunch together but they were like intentional with their time so they would use it as a team time or they would plan something but then they were really good at Fridays they always left the building to go outside to grab food to talk to socialize like they removed themselves which I think is super helpful but I want to shout out Alec Capritis you and I both worked with him friends with him good guy One thing he did that was really good, especially in my last couple years in the classroom was he was really intentional about like checking in with his mindset. And what I mean by that is he was great at balancing productive and social. Like we had a lot of great collaboration sessions, but some days I would, he was literally right next door to me. And some days at lunch, I'd be like, dude, what are you doing in here? You're sitting in the dark, like, you know, lights were out and he would just be like watching something. And he's like, my head, I have to reset my headspace before this afternoon. And I had never given it thought because so often we hit the ground running at, you know, early in the morning and we go, go, go. And at the end of the day, we are so tapped out. We're like crawling to our cars. And he was really, really good about checking in with himself throughout the day. So he knew if going into lunch, like he was in a negative space, maybe something had happened, or maybe he's just like tapped out. He would literally like turn on a mindless show on his phone or on his laptop And he would just sit and eat lunch and like detach himself so that he could be recharged. And I was like, that is so smart because I was someone that was like, I'm just going to power through and be fine. And it was like, that wasn't necessarily good for me or my students. I wonder if this is a good challenge to maybe do an audit of what you're doing and an audit of how you may slowly want to adjust. Because I do feel like the balance of making sure you enjoy your job versus just doing your job is a huge component of teaching right now because we're in a world that so many teachers are just really struggling keeping their momentum. Yeah. And um, I think that finding that balance really allowed me to re- have successful days, regardless of what successful day looked like. So it's a yeah, great I, question, Katie. I like that. 
Yeah, that's exactly why I wanted to bring it up is there there are so many things that we see in the negative light right. of education. So reevaluate yourself and what are how are you spending your off times and see if there's some adjustments that can be made and need to be made. And if you need help, you know how to get a hold of us. Love it. I'm excited to see all your comments. Please reach out if you have any questions and we'll see you next time on Teach Better Today Morning Show. Bye, friends. Hey, Teach Better community. Thank you so much for joining the Teach Better Today morning show every single weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We have so many resources for you outside of this live stream at teachbetter.com, including blogs, podcasts, and professional development that will bring our team to your school. Wherever you are listening from this morning, please make sure you are sharing and celebrating the incredible educators in this world. And hey, if you are listening over on a podcast to Teach Better Talk, we would love a five-star review. (laughs) The comments are always so entertaining. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow. 